0: Well, welcome back, everybody. This is I Want to Know, a Christian podcast. Every week we attempt to answer a question. That is affecting the believers of today. And this week we're going to be answering the question, How do you remain a Christian in a world, in a post-Christian world, or a world without faith? Amen? Amen. By the way, I'm Misty Williams. I'm with Pastor Glenda today. Say hello, Pastor Glenda. Hello. (laughs) Well, help help to introduce ourselves. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing. God, we just pray that we are about your business today, that only your word goes out, and that it would even if it helps just one listener, Lord, that that's all that we seek. Lord, let this be a blessing to someone that hears it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, I have a foundational scripture, and again, we have picked pretty much the same scripture. What scripture did you pick, Mom? Ah, uh, the
1: scripture I believe you picked as well is John 15.
0: Yeah. 18. John 15, I have 18 through 22. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to, you can get out your Bibles, otherwise you can just listen to me, uh, Verse 18 says, If the world hates you, understand that it hated me first. If you were of the world, it would love you as its own. Instead, the world hates you because you are not of the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. Amen to that. Remember the word that I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you as well. If they kept uh, my word, they would keep yours as well. But they will treat you like this because of my name, since they do not know the one who sent me. Ultimately, what this is saying here is that Jesus was persecuted by the world, and because we follow him, we too are going to be persecuted. We're not going to be accepted by this world. he was rejected, we are rejected. And the closer that we speed towards the end times, the more rejected we will become.
1: Matthew 5.11 says, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers, be happy about it instead. We're to be happy, be glad, for a great reward awaits us in heaven. Yes. Amen. So there's a lot of hate in this world right now, not mm -hmm. just for the Christian, just flat-out hate, Misty. It's rampaging anymore. I've never seen such a time like this.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, the Bible does warn us about... the the characteristics of the end time person i'm not just i'm speaking about just anybody in general it's over in uh, second timothy three that says that people will be lovers of self money and pleasure rather than of god is uh, i think we can check that one off they'll be proud arrogant and conceited check Mm -hmm. that's definitely the case they will be disobedient to their parents ungrateful And um, unappeasable, that's definitely true. They will be unholy, not loving good, or appear godly, but denying the power of God. They are heartless and slanderous, without self-control, reckless, brutal, treacherous, abusive. Mm. Mm. And at the end of the day, the word says, avoid these people. Yes, flee from them. The problem is the world is full of these people. Yeah. But again, we are in this world, but we're not of it. But yet we are tasked to try and bring the word of God to these people. Yes. So that they can be redeemed uh, before it's too late. Mm -hmm. Amen. So some people I know are going to say, well, the world doesn't hate Christians. Why would you even think that the world hates Christians? Well, just as the Bible says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you're blatantly flying in the face of God and doing the opposite of everything, then obviously that's not a love of God. That's rejecting God and that's rejecting. Christians are rejected because we speak out against it. Yes. I mean, I can just list off a few things, and I'm sure you can throw in some things yourself here. Pastor Glenda, about how the world has rejected God. I mean, it's very clear, and that's why they dislike Christians.
1: Well, the world loves the worldly things.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Christian is taught not to put their trust and faith in worldly things. We are taught to put our trust only in Him. And that's something they cannot understand, uh, a supernatural God that you can't even see. Why would you
0: do that? And they're almost offended by it. Yes. I mean, they are offended by it. And it becomes this scenario of where if they can't convince you that you're blatantly, I hate to use the word stupid. Or a (laughs) nutcase. Then obviously they can't, then they want to shut you down entirely. Yes. So that your voice can't be heard. Well, this nation is now a nation that
1: has become divided. Even more so than even the Civil War. We were a divided nation, but nothing like this. And we are now calling
0: evil good and good evil, and the Bible speaks out against that. Yes, it's, it's mm-hmm. idolatry, idolatry. First, the I mean, first of, of calling evil good and the second of calling good evil because to me that's even worse. Yes, yes. You know, is to, is to refer the things that are of God as Evil. evil. The main thing I think that
1: is, uh, the world has gotten so involved with idols. When I talk about idols, I mean things that mean more to them than life itself. I mean, they are so uh, wrapped up in these worldly things that
0: they make them an idol. Well, I mean, look at, look at the situation of the world right now. But the Bible says flee from that. You cannot, I mean, how many self-help books are there out there? Self-help. This, self, that. Yeah. Self-improvement, self-motivation. all know, about self. Self, 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 self. And so we have become a world that is completely and entirely motivated by self and intolerant of anybody who does not agree with us.
1: Well, everything with the Bible, the Word of God, when Jesus came on this earth, he <laughs> sent this world in a chaos state because they couldn't understand his way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Just like 2 Corinthians 4.8 says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned. God will... <laughs> we get knocked down, Misty, but we are
0: not destroyed. And that's the difference between somebody who's a true believer and has a relationship with God, Somebody can disagree with me, and I can be like, okay, you know, go on my way. I don't feel the overwhelming need to
1: argue. silence somebody,
0: yeah. argue with them, call them names, things no. like that. It's just, I, like, I'm like i just wiping the dust off my shoulder and moving on my way. Right. But somebody else just can't do that because they're so entrenched in self. Yes. That it's impossible that you, you're not going to accept what they say. And, I mean, just look, I mean, I, well, I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to be bold. I mean, look at the situation with gender that's going on right now. Yes. Oh, you didn't use my proper pronoun. Uh, You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Everybody is not being offensive, but they're looking for offense. Yes, there it is. It's, they want, it's all about me. It's all about self. And if you're not cashing into that then you're offensive you know, you need to be canceled i was watching a video just yesterday uh of a someone who was said they identified as something or another and that their pronouns were they and their they didn't identify as male or female and the the guy that was speaking about it to them and said but you know, what if I identify as a bobcat? That doesn't make me a bobcat just because I say that I'm a bobcat. And people got so outraged by the concept that somebody would not just accept what they wanted. And that's this end-time this end world. If you are a Christian, then you are operating contradictory to what the world says. Mm-hmm. Because they know, they know enough about the Bible to know God does not tolerate homosexuality. You know, God does not tolerate promiscuity. Uh, about, you know, and all the other uh, horrible, heinous, fleshly things that are going on in this world. Yes. And so if you are representing that, then you're basically, it's like you're triggering their conscience or something. They got to shut you down. Yes amen yes I mean as far as a world that is cruel and uh, unfeeling I mean look at the amount of abortions that are going on there, uh, there's so much unholiness. So yeah I, I think that we can anybody can agree the world is not fond of Christian. So as a Christian and you're in this world where you're just bombarded every day, what's the solution?
1: the solution is get yourself right with God at all costs because he is with you mm-hmm. who can be against you we right?
0: need we need God to strengthen us we need to be operating you know in that close personal relationship I'm sure I'm beating the dead horse again which <laughs> those of you who have listened to any of our other conversations um if You've got to have that relationship with God. Well,
1: I believe at the end of the day, I don't care. Everybody's looking for protection. Mm-hmm. We know where our protection comes from. The world doesn't. Right. Their protection is in things and not God. But at the end of the day, they go to bed and they don't rest.
0: There's a fear that comes with yes, that. Yes,
1: there's a fear that comes on them. But... know what? We can enter into his rest. Mm -hmm. He tells us to enter into his rest. Misty, when you get into his rest, into the secret place where you find rest, uh, (laughs) nothing and no one can touch you there. And when you make him your strong tower, the righteous run into it, it says. It says in Jeremiah 23, 6, the righteous run into him, their strong tower, and they are safe.
0: That's another thing, you know, well, if, if we're talking about things that Christians that are struggling with what's going on in the world, struggling to remain faithful, you need to preserve your peace yes. at all costs. Yes. I understand that whenever something happens that takes your peace is because you have allowed it to be so. If somebody argues with you, is hateful to you, uh... You know, it's just making you miserable for whatever reason, whoever it is. If you're in strife, you're in, you know, aggravation and worry over it, you have given them the authority to take your peace. Yes. So that's my number one thing. Protect your peace. And what is
1: that? The peace of God surpasses all understanding. Guards of the heart. Really? Nothing missing, nothing broken. When the peace, the full peace, the shalom of God is on you, you have nothing missing in your life. Nothing is
0: broken. I mean, if we get into an attitude of I will not be shaken, yes. I will not allow anybody or any situation you got to, get. to shake me. Mm-hmm. Because every and as soon as something comes up, I'm going to give it to God because I trust God to take care of it. You know, just zip it
1: zip your mouth and walk off and away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't let it start start consuming you and taking you down to where they're at. No, you start getting yourself back up where you need to be. If you've got to walk away from it, walk away from it. Go mm-hmm. in another room or do whatever you got to do. But like you're saying, stay in his peace.
0: Yeah, if you can imagine peace being your main perspective, where you always want to be your center. And as soon as something comes along to try to force you to the left or to the right or up or down, out of that center of peace, then you need to immediately turn to God and say, God, I'm going to release this to you. Yes. And And then just immediately shift right back into that peace. Yes, and here's the thing, really get them, show them love anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Show that you will not be shaken. You will not be offended. And that's a, a top separate question that we need to address at some point is on how to battle the spirit of offense. Yes. Uh, because that, to me, is one of the worst issues that we have in this world today. But some other tips that I can suggest to help you keep your peace is, is of course, prayer, that time with God, that relationship with God, that you can build a trust and that he's going to take care of you no matter what anybody else says or does or, you know, what the circumstances may be, Uh, make sure that you know the word. And I'm not saying that you need to read a chapter a day of the Bible or or spend an hour reading the Bible every day, but start listening to some... Some teaching, and over time you will start recalling. Yes, the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance. What I used to do a lot and need to get back to doing is, I would sit there and I would listen to like some of the the preachers online, whatever appeals to you, or on the I mean on the uh, television, and uh, I would get my Bible out. And when he was talking about or referencing a verse or whatever, I'd go turn to that verse. You know, we don't have to make it as difficult as we do sometimes. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing. Repent quickly. Yes. Because that will take you right out of that peace. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Sin, the whole purpose of sin is to destroy peace. creates footholds which ultimately leads to the building of strongholds. If, if you could think of yourself like a mountain that the enemy is trying to climb, every time that you engage in sin, you know sinful nature or do something you know is wrong and you don't repent for it, you've given him another foothold. Eventually, that's where the strongholds and stuff like that in your mind come from. Would you yes. agree? Yes.
1: <clears throat> and again... I hate to sound like a broken record, too. Ask the Holy Spirit to wrong tell thinking. you <laughs> <laughs> if you've got wrong thinking that's not of God's. And tell him to put in the right thinking that is of God in your mind.
0: Yeah, I think you guys have, who have been with us for a little while already knows, know that I'm the one that's preaching about the relationship and she's the one that's preaching about wrong thinking. <laughs> <laughs> And relationship is probably, no doubt. Yeah, but wrong thinking is, is again, it's a stronghold. Yes. In your mind. And remember the Bible said, and I don't have the, the verse right now, uh, it, but about tearing down strongholds, mm-hmm. how important that is.
1: Yes. We get uh, old ways and old behaviors and old patterns and habits we get in, <laughs> and God is trying to break us of those things to be able to use us in different mm-hmm. ways. You know, you've you, you got to be pliable, first of all. But here's
0: the biggest thing. You've got to be willing to change. Mm-hmm. Flexible. Yes. When God says go, you have to be ready to go. Yes. If God says go upside down and, and do a handstand, you got to be. Well, <laughs> I mean, if God said that to me, I'd be like, God, you know what you're asking for, right? <laughs> you know, I'm going to need some heavenly intervention on this. But still, you have to be willing because faith willing is, and obedient. Faith is not faith unless you're willing to act on Yes. Cause all that is 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 lip service and that you know that you're just paying to God. If you're if you're just sitting there thinking, Well, if God wants me healed, then He'll do it. And then that's where you leave it. Yes. I've just dealt with somebody just the other day who said that very thing to me. Mm. Well, if God, God knows what's wrong with me, and if, and if he wants me healed, then he'll, he knows what he needs to do. Completely, entirely. Absolutely no faith in that. It's basically saying, well, you know, here's your back door, God, in case you don't do it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. And then when I tried to challenge it, the immediate response was, well, if that doesn't work out for me, then you've damaged my faith. Well, no, because you don't have any faith to begin with, you see. <coughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> there you That's the way it is. I mean, you know, it takes faith to call those things that be not as though they are. I'm dealing with a situation right now in my own body. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten a report that I didn't like. But yeah. from here on, I'm declaring I, I wanted a copy of the X-ray. I took the X-ray home with me. It's plastered on my window in front of me. And every day I go into that room to sit down my computer, I look up and I see this is the way it is now. This is the way I see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling that thing as, that's not as
0: though it is now. I have seen that work in my life. It may take a day, a week, a month, month. a year, but it happens. But it will happen. Yes. You just have, a, have to have a, I like Kenneth Copeland when he said this one time, you have to have a dogged determination. Yes. It's like a dog with a bone. He just will not let go until until that thing. Fully persuaded. Exactly. And Convinced.
1: God is willing and able to do that. And he, God on that cross, took the stripe on his back
0: for us. hmm Now here's another one that we need to do a podcast on sometime, and, and, uh, and that's putting on the whole armor of God. Yes, oh my. Honey, I don't even go out my door if I ain't got that on. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with what the whole armor of God is, then read Ephesians 6, and that will explain to you what, yes. what the armor of yes. God uh, how that operates. And and we may do a podcast in the near future that just explains what is the the Armor, The whole armor of God. Um, And the last thing I have, and then you can add whatever you want, Mom, is seek a Christian community that you feel right in your spirit about. Yes. Because because I'm telling you, being alone as a Christian makes it a 100 times more difficult. It's because I have Mom, and Mom has me. Every day we speak to each other. And if we believe that we've heard something from the Lord, we have somebody to share with. Yes. If we're facing a, diff- a situation where we need prayer, we have somebody to share with. And it doesn't have to be a lie, a person like uh, right in front of you, like we are. It can be, there's all kinds of online communities, there's this community that we have there's the church
1: the Bible says do not forsake the assembling of the brethren for that reason right there we
0: need each other I mean if you don't have a church right now you can't find a church then contact us you know the Father's House we're an actual legitimate church and you could become a, a virtual member of this church and we will welcome you into the family into the family yes yeah, that's um, Of course, if you can find a church locally, you should. But sometimes you're not in that situation, or you haven't had any luck. And while you're in that search, joining an online church is not a bad thing. Amen. Yeah, being able to communicate, being able to ask for prayer or advice, or, hey, what do you think about this? It goes a long way. Yes, it does. Do you have more that you'd like to add to that, Mom? Anything I've forgotten?
1: No, I believe I about touched it all, Misty. Of
0: course, because you know it's me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, who are you putting your trust in? What are you putting your
0: trust in? That's all that matters. Remember, this world may be crazy. It may reject You, it rejects God. We're glad. But you are not (laughs) of this world. Amen. Do not have sorrow or mournful because you are rejected by a world that that is essentially going to hell. Yes. (laughs) You know, because I tell you what, you may feel a little lonely now, but when Jesus comes... we're all at the Lamb's wedding ceremony. And and every day after that, we will be in the presence of God and in the presence of each other, full of love and harmony and purpose. And
1: even those
0: who've gone on
1: that were family members that, you know, have passed away, who are now sleeping, the Bible says, they have not died, they're sleeping,
0: will be, will all be together again. Yeah, they will be... Raised in the Rapture first, yes. but I mean, I fully expect to see my grandmother, my dogs. <laughs> I've already told God, said you gonna take care of that because I want my dogs. <laughs> but amen. amen, Hallelujah. Yeah. All right, well, as always, we thank you for listening to us two old ladies, or at least Mom, oh, <laughs> uh, to the end of of our podcast today. We hope that this has been. A blessing to you, and as always, we we ask that you go to the Father's House B O C. It stands for Body of Christ dot com. Find the, the uh, and it's actually in the in the link in the description below. Uh, but go there, find the blog post for today's broadcast, and share your thoughts with us. We we're just so. Happy when somebody gets it, lets us know how they feel or gives us their feedback. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right, you have a blessed week. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye bye.